Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I breathe nitrogen. Like last week, we're heading straight into it. I'm a janitor. I clean crap, literally. I do one of those jobs that society uses as an example of what happens when you failed in life, in school, whatever. Of course, I'm a part-time janitor. I don't do this five days a week for eight hours a day. I know the people that do do that, though. Uh, They're hardworking, and many of them really are just good people. Sure, the job doesn't make much money, because other than two hands and two legs, you don't need any specific skill set in order to do the job, which is how payment works in capitalist countries. You know, the harder the job is to do, the more you get paid, generally at least. So the reason that CEOs get so much money, other than the fact that, you know, a lot of people call them capitalist pigs that exploit people, is because their job is actually quite, like, it's really, really hard. Although you think exploiting people is easy, exploiting people is hard. And thinking about how to do it correctly in the way that makes the most profit without being illegal or without getting yourself fined or without X, Y, and Z is really hard. Their job takes an incredible amount of creativity combined with logic, statistics, numbers, and they have to they're thinking in the future. Uh, a CEO, Tim Cook, for example, who is the CEO of Apple, the most profitable country right now, country, the most profitable company right now. They have to think about their decisions on so many scales, and the the job is really hard to do well and successfully. That's why they get paid so much. Uh, and for again, being a janitor, I just have to go. I have to have arms. I have to have legs, and I go wipe stuff down with a rag. It's not exactly the most hard job to do in the world. Um, But I'll tell you something. There's a lot of people that are janitors. There's a lot of janitors out there. And that would absolutely love to be janitors for their entire life. And they wouldn't complain about that at all if they got paid more. And honestly, I get it. I feel that and I've I've lived it. I've lived the janitor life. I wouldn't like to be a janitor for my entire life. That's not really exactly my, my life purpose. But there's some people that would be fine with that. And they'd be happy with that. They'd be fulfilled with that. And there's two jobs that I wanted to work uh, in high school, uh, part time, I mean, not forever. But I wanted to work as a janitor. And I wanted to work in the food service business, because I heard that those were the worst jobs that you could do. Being a janitor sucks because you're cleaning up after people and people are pigs and food service sucks because, well, people suck. So in high school, specifically 11th grade, I thought, you know, I believe in people now more than I ever have. What's a better time to ruin that belief in humanity? I decided then to be both public areas housekeeper and a front of house server at Panda Express. I was living the two jobs life while I was still in high school. All I was missing was being a single parent, living the American dream, really. But I wanted to experience whether these two jobs really were so bad, like everyone said they were, and like society and culture said they were. For the food service job, I found that it wasn't as bad as I was told. I actually only had a single experience I could even slightly call negative. It was a woman who seemed a bit impatient, but that was on my first day of the job. And to be completely honest, it was my fault. I was taking a really, really, really long time and she didn't scream at me or anything. So that one's on me. She just seemed a little bit impatient.
for the few months I worked there, other than that one thing, which again is really my fault, uh, I didn't have a problem with anyone. People are pretty nice. I went in trying to lose hope in humanity and came out with more. This may be because of where I worked um, in economics, sure. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend it's the same everywhere. I've heard that if you work in LA restaurants, some of the upper to middle class or the people that have money but want to pretend like they're Jeff Bezos... I've heard they're pretty rude and horrible, uh, and I worked in a Panda Express where broke college students came to eat, so maybe they were too worried about failing their chemistry test to be mean to me. Uh, you know, very much so possible. But yeah, that upper to middle class, like those people that have a good amount of money, but they want to pretend like they have an incredible amount of money, I've heard that they suck. I've heard like that's the meanest people that you can serve or work with, and you know, those people that are upper, upper class, like A-list celebrities, the ones that are like really have money, like they could buy a country. Those people are actually like really nice. Like it's the people right under them that are mean. It's it's weird and strange how, how that works. And it's probably the reason that they don't have that much money. But, you know, what are you going to do about it? As for being a janitor, though, uh, I could really tell my direct impact on the world and on people. And that was really cool. See, there's a lot of jobs out there, especially in America, that seems completely pointless. There's a lot of people that go to work and they think, what am I actually doing here? Maybe you've met one of these people when you ask someone, what do you do? Uh, these are office workers pretty often. And when you ask them what they do, they give you their job title. Uh, I'm an administrative administrator. Yeah, okay, Todd, that's cool, but what do you do? And then they look at you with an open mouth, uh, Todd, we love you, but you're useless, okay? Uh, here's the thing. These jobs aren't dumb jobs. They get paid pretty well. These are middle management administrative jobs. They have prestige at times. That's why they tell you their job title because you're like, wow, that sounds really cool. The thing is that a lot of these people genuinely don't do anything at work. And if they do do something at work, I said do do, uh, they don't know what the point of the job is. They're filing files and they don't know what it does. They're filling out forms or writing about things and they don't have a single idea of what their job is actually contributing to anything. The polls of how many people think their job are pointless found that between 37 to 40% of people that have jobs thought if their job disappeared from the face of the earth, nothing would change. The sad thing is that these people are actually pretty miserable. Uh, and so when you look at office workers and you think, man, what are they actually doing? Well, quite literally nothing. Actually, in Germany, if a German soldier wants to move his computer from one office to another, they have to fill out a form, they need to send it to HR, HR goes through logistics, and then finally this contractor gets called, he rents a car, drives a few hours to the office, fills out a pile of forms, and puts the computer in a box, moves it a few feet, literally just moves it to a different office, like a few few feet away, fills out some more forms, People unpack it, and then the contractor drives home. This is not a joke. This is actually a thing. This actually happens. There's this many steps involved. There's contractors involved. There's forms involved. In order for you to move your computer from one office to another when they're just a few feet apart. It's incredible. 
<laughs> there's a book called BS Jobs by David Graeber who wrote about this actually this is like BS job crap <laughs> and the hidden brain is a podcast from NPR and they have a great episode on BS Jobs where they talk about all this stuff it's really interesting i enjoyed it it's a good episode notably though this author who looked into the statistics and had people write in looking at the people that are miserable at their jobs because they believe they're doing nothing the people that didn't often say that their jobs were useless were actually the people that had service jobs, jobs like food services and jobs like being a janitor. You see, these jobs have an impact. I've been doing this janitor thing for around three years now, save for most of 2020 because pandemic. So I've had a lot of time to think while I clean bathrooms and gyms and lobbies. And of course, I'm a thinker. I run a podcast where I talk about philosophy, garbage and life and garbage. <laughs> so I really thought about the job because remember, I wanted to work in a job of this sort to see how it feels. Although I explained already why I understand it doesn't pay very much, I also understand why the people that do it would love to continue doing it. For their working life, if only they got paid more. I'm directly making people's experiences better. And with cleaning, we've all learned about sanitation and how important that is over the past two years because thank you, COVID. Or we can, uh, we can put it this way. I'm pretty good at cleaning. I'm pretty good at my job. Uh, I, when I finish cleaning a bathroom, it looks pretty nice. It looks pretty, pretty great. And it is indeed clean. Now imagine how you feel every time you open the door to a public restroom. It's dirty and you don't want to use it, but it was hot. And the water bottle just ended up disappearing into your bladder. You know, what are you going to do? You feel disgusted and grossed out. Uh, but you got to do what you got to do. I make it so when people walk into the bathroom, they don't feel that way. I make it so when people walk through the lobby or go into the gym, it's clean. It's fresh. It makes them feel like they have more freedom. I make sure the trash cans don't get overfilled so they don't have to feel guilty about putting their cup on the floor or having to squish the trash themselves and touch it. Now, imagine that, but say you're a janitor at a hospital. You're cleaning a building that is saving lives. You really are doing genuinely good work, great work. Keeping things clean is much more important than people know. If you're in a gross-feeling environment, that has an effect on you. Even if it's your own room, it's just not as free and open. You feel contained and maybe congested. It's not a fun time. But what, but that's what my job does, my janitorial job. It makes people feel free to move around and sit where they want to. They feel free to breathe in the air without worry of dust clogging every hole in their face. If a janitor seems sad ever, it's probably because they don't get paid enough. Very rarely do people that are janitors and they actually sit and think about what their job does or is for a second feel sad about their job. They're doing good work. They really are. It's fulfilling for a lot of them. I understand this having, you know, worked the job and I can 1000% get how someone would be fulfilled by being a janitor or something of that sort. Uh, you know what you're doing, like you know your impact on the world and that's awesome. And if you do work one of those jobs that are pointless, it sucks, it's not fun, it might sound fun to make, uh, you know, to make sure that you can do nothing and get paid. But honestly, people like doing things uh, and not doing things makes people miserable. It's not a fun time to be bored. And unless you're working from home, you can't really grind out ranked in apex when you're working.
So you're kind of just stuck living the life of, well, nothing and boredom. And that's not fun. Before we continue, I just want to give a shout out to mango juice. Mango juice is one of the greatest things in the world. Shout out mangoes. Shout out mango juice. If you don't drink mango juice, drink more mango juice, okay? Mango juice is the best juice on the planet. And, you know, it's usually standard to have apple juice and orange juice. I think mango juice should be the standard. This is the most, this is heavenly nectar. Yeah, mango juice is honestly a gift from the gods. Mango juice is the greatest thing ever. Now that that's been said, I want to talk about gratefulness and being grateful about mango juice, but just in in general as well, aside from mango juice. On my blog, I wrote about gratefulness twice. And while writing the script for this podcast, I was looking through my blog post and holy crap, it was absolute and utter garbage. So we're going to throw it all away and try again from scratch to see what gratefulness is, how it ties into everything I just talked about. And we'll explain what the title of this episode means. So step one is figuring out what gratefulness means. Yeah, I'm I'm stuck. You get you got any ideas? Maybe, but unfortunately, this isn't live. The way that I define gratefulness on my blog was something to do about intelligence, which made no sense because you need intelligence in order you don't. Yeah, you need intelligence in order to be grateful, maybe. But gratefulness itself is really just a sense of thankfulness, a sense of hey, I like this. And I acknowledge that I like this. Look at how humble, gracious, and amazing I am for acknowledging this. I'm such a grateful person. I feel like that is the entire definition that we really need. It genuinely is just a sense of thankfulness and gratitude towards someone or thing. Gratitude, that's good. They both start with G, gratitude and gratefulness. They both start with G. You know, that's a good definition. There we go. And also the, hey, I like this quote. That's, That's also good. All right. Gratitude, though. Nice. We got it. The Pokemon has been captured and we will continue to define things in this podcast until we have caught them all. With that, we can explain the title of this podcast. And this is where it's really just going to be me talking at you because I don't want to tell anyone what to do or how to live your life. So so I'm just going to talk at you for a second. Here's the thing. Most of our lives, you and me, a lot of things happen behind the scenes to make our lives easier. And as you get older, you have to do more of these things. And if you have kids, you perpetuate the cycle because you do them, you do the things for them. Uh, as a child, generally, sometimes this isn't the case, of course, but as a kid, the dishes get cleaned, you get food served to you, you get things given to you, and there's not much thought behind it. It's like your entire life is being run by fairies. You do whatever the crap you want, and the things necessary for you to comfortably survive are provided to you. Some kids have to grow up a lot quicker than others. But even if it's not provided in your home when you order stuff online, you just press some buttons and it shows up. When you go to a store, the shelves have things on them. Unless you're talking about pre-COVID toilet paper stocks, then that was emptier than a black hole. As, (laughs) As we get older, there's more and more that we have to do, though. And the things that were just once run by fairies, we have to do ourselves. We have to clean the dishes ourselves. We have to make the food ourselves. We have to make our own beds and clean our own rooms, make the money to actually purchase the things online ourselves, and so on. 
Well, again, there's a lot of people that have garbage lives and have gone through garbage situations and their life sucks a bit more and they don't get all that. And if that's you and you're listening to this podcast, uh, my sympathies, but hey, at least you're here now listening to this podcast. And if you listen to this podcast, you're assured to make a billion dollars in your life. That's not true, but we can pretend like it is. Even with that, however, there's still a lot we miss. Again, the shelves of the stores are always full. The gas pump Uh, always have gas to put in your car uh, until we all move to electric at least even even with electric actually the superchargers charge your car like you know there's there's a bunch of car chargers everywhere like there's electricity the outlets at your house work the water from your tap is drinkable unless you live in Flint, flint michigan a few years ago then okay not drinkable but you know the bathrooms at the hotel i work at are clean when you go into them because we all have fairies in our lives and we are the fairies for many people there are delivery drivers that get that online order to you there are people that get the gas into the pumps. There are people that stock the shelves and there are people that clean the bathrooms. Those people are fairies, but we also have fairies in our own lives. And that's the point of this episode. You don't see these things. There's so much that's given to you, provided for you, done for you, and you shouldn't feel bad about that. I think a lot of people, whenever they make this point, they make it feel like you should feel like garbage. No, you shouldn't feel bad about that. It's an, it's an incredible thing. Uh, see, if no one messed up anything and always cleaned up after themselves, I wouldn't have a job right now. But now I've told you that there's a lot of things, a lot of people that make the world spin for you. And I'm sure you make the world spin for other people. Unless you're a banker, then you ruin people's lives. But aside from that, now that you know, I request as one of these fairies that you take a moment to look up to the sky, at the sky, whatever. And you don't have to think of everything that's done for you. That's nearly impossible. There's just too many things that we have provided to us. But look up at the sky and say or think, hey, I like this and I acknowledge that I like this. Look at how humble, gracious and amazing I am for acknowledging this. I'm such a grateful person. That's all for the substantive... Uh, things in this episode of seriously funny um i really liked that last line there because i pulled back from the stupid thing i said earlier uh, hopefully you got that that was really good um so when this episode comes uh, not even when this episode comes out when i'm recording this glaives album has dropped uh, all dogs go to heaven and holy crap i had that thing on repeat for so long it is so good it's only like nine songs but every single song goes so hard specifically poison and all dogs go to heaven the outro those two songs are probably my favorite but stephanie also goes crazy stephanie's insane and then i mean every song on there is absolutely incredible i love all of it i highly 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 recommend you listen to it Uh, it's really 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 good and i'm glad that glaive has unlike the kid Leroy, who utterly disappointed me glaive truly has uh, been the first light bringer to my music drought and so hopefully we're at the tail end of the music drought and black bear will release soon and that's going to be great um i'm uh Almost done with Fate Khalid Liner Prisma Ilya, and it's absolutely hilarious. I'm on season three, and I have one more movie left. Um, it is 
so absolutely funny. It is extremely funny. Uh, I've actually really, really been enjoying it. It's not as serious as the other Fate series are. Uh, it's mostly comedy with some, uh, like, with some, it has good fight scenes, but it's mostly like, it's just a comedy and it's so good. I really like it. The prequel movie, Vow in the Snow, was a lot more serious and like normal, like Fate type stuff. And the animation and the story for that was stunning, stunning. Even if you don't want to watch Fate Khalid, I recommend watching the movie, Vow in the Snow. It's really, really, really good. Um, after Khalid, I'll watch Grand Order, and then we will be done with the Fate series, aside from some of the movies that have yet to come out. Uh, so then I'll be back to watching whatever. I'll be out of the Fate universe, and I can finally move on with my life, saying that I've watched all of it. It took forever, but I did it very proud, or at least I will have done it in uh, like a week or two. Uh, other than that, I started reading again. Uh, I'm finishing The Soulful Art of Persuasion by Jason Harris. I can't remember when I started the book, but I'm finally on my way to finishing it. I also started reading The Fifth Science by Exerbia, E-X-U-R-B-1-A, a YouTuber and philosopher. It's a collection of short stories. I'm only on the first one, but it's really, really, really good. Hopefully, I'll make an episode soon on more books and my thoughts and reviews about books because my fifth vital episode by Mike Malak uh, is still my like best episode and I, it still gets like a lot of views. Um, that's all. Though I think uh, school's starting soon. I got meetings soon and it's not fun. I'm not excited. It's actually quite terrifying because I don't know how to use a bus and I'm going to get lost and it's not going to be a good time and it's going to suck. So get ready for stories about me failing all my classes, not because I'm stupid, but because I couldn't, I couldn't find my way to the class. So that's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, that's all. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I'm extremely grateful for you. Thank you. I'll see you next week. Peace.